Welcome to Behind the Music, brought to you by the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. Join us as we go behind the scenes with our talented musicians and guests to speak candidly about their musical journey and reveal interesting snippets about upcoming concerts. And now, here's your host, the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra music director and conductor, Fuad Fakuri. Welcome to this episode of Behind the Music. I'm your host, Fuad Fakuri. We are here today to talk about our last concert of the season coming up on April 30th at Memorial Auditorium. Joining us today is internationally recognized concert pianist, Alessio Bax. Welcome, Alessio. Hello, how are you? Doing very well, thank you. Um, so before we begin uh, talking about the actual concert, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about your uh, biographical background. Sure. Um, I mean, I was born in uh, Bari in southern Italy, in the region of Puglia. If you imagine Italy as a boot, it's uh, uh, right about where the heel of the boot is. Uh, and um, my parents were not musicians, but when I was uh, about uh, almost seven years old, they bought me a little keyboard as a gift, and I just fell in love with it. And uh, couldn't take my hands off the keyboard, and I just kept playing, picking out tunes. Um, and so that, you know, as it grew, the keyboard kind of grew with me and eventually became a piano, you know, and at age nine, I entered the conservatory, music conservatory in my hometown in Bari and graduated five years later. So, um, and, uh, and then you know, at the same time, I was going to master classes by great pianists and teachers and traveling a bit in Europe. And then I moved actually to Texas, to Dallas in, uh, 1994, when I um, started um, the artist diploma at uh, SMU uh, with uh, Joaquin Achucaro, fantastic Spanish pianist who's just turning 90 and still has a full concert career. <laughs> it's very inspiring. Um, and um, and then things got started. I started winning a couple of um, major competitions, and real life began. That's great. That's that's wonderful. I did not know about the Dallas connection. That's really cool. Um, so for the performance with the WFSO, you will be playing with us the Brahms Piano Concerto Number no. 2. Um, if you could just tell our listeners what is unique about that concerto and more broadly a Brahms Piano Concerti compared to other romantic um, concerti. Um, well, I think they're uh, more uh, symphonic in, uh, in, um, in just even in, uh, con in concept, you know, in the conception. The, the second concerto particular is a full, full-fledged symphony, you know, four movement, and of course it's an incredibly difficult piano part, but it's, uh, it's not, it's equally as, as difficult as interesting uh, for the orchestra. So uh, you feel at times that you have a solo voice, but very often you're just playing part of the texture or accompanying beautiful uh, melodies by the strings or the winds. Um, it's a whole different journey. I mean, it's a massive piece, uh, you know, around close to 50 minutes, I don't know, 48, 50 minutes. And um, and, and it's always uh, a very amazing, intense and, and beautiful journey, uh, even preparing for it, you know. Um, uh, it's it's a real, it really requires a real collaboration uh, with the conductor and with the, with the orchestra one-to-one. -one. It's, it's really uh, one of the, one of my favorite pieces to play. It is, you know, I have to say it's, it's really true as I was, preparing it and I was studying the piece, you know, it took me a while. I, I couldn't 
figure out, you know, I've never done the second and I was trying to figure it out, uh, not, you know, not just looking at the score and, and understanding the notes, but to, to make sense of the entire work. And I kept sort of hitting a wall thinking, you know, I, I just don't get it. And finally, I, you know, it took me about a week to really realize I'm looking at it completely the wrong way. It's not uh, as much as a piano concerto in the sense that we would imagine piano concerto being, but it's just a, a really, as you said, a, a symphonic work that it has a highly prominent piano part in it. And I think once I shifted thinking that way, the piece made complete sense to me at that point. Oh, wonderful. Now I really can't wait to, to play it with you. <laughs> no, it's, it's really um, unique, unique in that sense. And also, it's uh, uh, written by an older Brahms, and I've played the first concerto as well, which is very exciting and great piece. Um, and, and just about everything in this in the second is perfect. Uh, yeah. You know, no matter how difficult, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's written um, well for the piano, but it's there are many challenges, but it's just perfect. The orchestration of it, the imagination, the the structure, um, the balance between the movements. I mean, to add that scherzo movement, uh, it's so exciting right after the big, you know, big first movement, and then and then the slow movement is some of the most gorgeous music ever written with a really prominent cello solo part, uh, where I'm actually after a uh, sort of introduction, I'm I'm kind of accompanying the orchestra you know and that's, yeah. uh, that's the biggest joy that the, the cello and then the um, the clarinets later you know towards this magical magical moment in that piece yeah really true um you were you know our audience might not remember but you were scheduled to perform with us a few years ago but then covid hit and uh, started to change our lives as musicians across the world as an artist how has life been for you during the past two years um, well, it's changed so much. I mean, and then there's so many faces to that. I remember the shocking face at the beginning where things completely stop. Not only that, but, you know, I'm the proud father of a seven-year-old daughter. So uh, at that point, I mean, there was a, the silver lining was that I was home for such a long time. And usually, you know, I don't get to do that. Uh, but but she took over uh, my and my wife's life, of course, you know, and then the, the remote schooling at the beginning and then later. So, so we, uh, everything completely like overnight shifted and, and in, in a nice way. And then musically, you know, because of that, I had quite limited time to to practice contrary to what one would think, you know, you know, traveling and, and and you can actually, you know, have many colleagues without without children, for example, saying, oh, finally, there's this project I've been wanting to do and now I have the time to do it. That was not the situation for many of us. Uh, but um, having said that, the little time I spent practicing at the beginning was very special because the, for the first time I didn't have any looming deadlines uh, hanging over my head or things to accomplish in a short time. Uh, and so I would focus on small little details of, of, of pieces and really to kind of polish up and improve my playing, my understanding of music. And it was such a joy. I mean, I, 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 um, centered, I started with Bach and then, and then Beethoven, Brahms, and uh, putting, uh, working on a recital program. And, uh, but there was such a, a good quality um, practicing, for example. That 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 it was uh, very exciting, uh, and then uh, then there was this whole phase of of uh, a virtual concert or recordings from home, which was uh, so uh, frustrating yet so necessary <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> uh, 
and and then things you know started you started seeing like patches op- opening up i went to uh in the summers i was lucky to be able to play in europe the music festivals I have a very beautiful festival in Tuscany and then you know, France and Germany we were kind of traveling around as things were, you know, for a short period of time opening up and the situation got better then got worse and then you kind of shift. And America started to having a, having a few concerts and I have to say that right now it's it's really the busiest that I've ever been because of, of in a very beautiful but chaotic way, you know, because there were cancellations have been rescheduled, uh, concerts that were supposed to happen uh, and they're happening and then um, cancellations from other artists were unable to come and have been asked to to replace them but everything is at the same time with a different repertoire and different things so um, like this month alone I'm in 10 places in six countries which is a bit ridiculous yeah. and uh, but but it's it's very exciting and it's uh, um, it's nice to have had that time on your own practicing and polishing your playing because now it's really needed. <laughs> That's right. It has certainly been a journey. I mean, the past two years have been a journey. And and many, as you were speaking, many of the things that you were going through, specifically about, you know, the beginning of it, when you spend so much time with your family and you're looking forward to do it, and people think, oh, that time you can spend focusing on things that you haven't, that you haven't done in the past or you haven't had time to do in the past. But the reality is different because your your mind, at least for me, at that point in time was so focused on something completely different. You know, I, mean, I didn't know how to adapt initially to, to the situation with COVID, you know. So you're with your family, you're enjoying your time. But then you, there's so much uncertainty at, the, at that time exactly. that I yeah. uh, it never felt settled. And I think you're right. I think right now we're getting out of it and it seems much more settled. Um, right, it didn't feel settled, and then there was, a, of course, obvious anxiety attached to it. You know, I didn't know right. what was going to happen, uh, and I can imagine for a conductor it must be uh, even more challenging because you know your job requires you to be with people <laughs> and a large group of people. You know, yeah, and it's and kind of hermits anyway. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, I mean, it's um, yeah, it was it was challenging. I'm just thinking about uh, a little bit. You know, we're having this conversation over the phone with you, me here, um, you over the, on the phone and in Texas. And, you know, I, I know. Are you at home right now? Are you? Uh, I'm in Boston. Right you're now. in Boston. Okay. I thought yeah. you'd be home. would be like 10 blocks away, but we're not. So, uh, <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up our conversation, would you tell our listeners something that you personally would want them to know about Brahms' second piano concerto and our upcoming performance specifically? Yeah, I, I find that this concerto, is, is, first of all, as I said, is a really perfect piece of music. And uh, uh, if you want to look for for one of the high points of human civilizations, this is probably it. You know, and I'm not just talking about music in general. Yeah. It's incredible that a human being could achieve such, such. Um, I don't even have a word for it. And it's just so masterful. Uh, yet at the same time, it, it's so touching and exciting, I and mean, it encompasses all all kinds of human emotion, but just wrapped into such perfection, and 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 just as as only Brahms could do. And okay. uh, and then and then to me, it's really all about more even more than other pieces, all about the journey, you know, from from the solo <laughs> uh, horn uh, opening, which is you know just one little line, to um, to you know to the last movement it's it's incredible what it, it puts you through and, and 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 there's just and it's all about 
you know, even at its most, um, you know, there's anguish in it. There's a lot of, 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 of there's also pain, but but it's always so beautiful. It's always, I mean, it seems like this is the, the first criteria for Brahms and that's yeah. uh, to convey all this emotion, but everything, every kind of emotion can be really beautiful, no matter how positive or negative or sad. And, 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 and the whole journey just, you, I feel like a changed person by the end of the piece every time. So I'm really looking forward to it. Good. But so am I. Thank you very much for joining us today. It, it really was a great pleasure talking to you and I'm very much looking forward to our performance together um, in April. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Great Thank talking you. to you. Thank you. Join us on April 30th for an exceptional grand finale concert to close our 2021-22 season. Tickets are available now by calling the WFSO office. Also, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you can get new episodes as soon as they are released. The WFSO will be celebrating its 75th season next year, and we will be releasing exclusive content over the summer to get you ready for that exciting season. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Music, hosted by Fouad Fakouri of the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. To check out more information about upcoming concerts and to purchase concert tickets, visit our website at www.wfso.org. That's wfso.org. If you have enjoyed the show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time.